The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria. London calling in the home overseas and European services of the BBC and through United Nations Radio Mediterranean. And this is John Snag speaking. Supreme Headquarters, Allied Expeditionary Force, have just issued communique number one, and in a few seconds I will read it to you. Under the command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces, supported by strong air forces, began landing Allied armies this morning on the northern coast of France. Here to mark that day in history when the Allied armies joined in battle to reclaim this continent to liberty. For four long years, much of Europe had been under a terrible shadow. Free nations had fallen, Jews cried out in the camps, millions cried out for liberation. Europe was enslaved and the world prayed for its rescue. 
Here in Normandy, the rescue began. Here, the Allies stood and fought against tyranny in a giant undertaking unparalleled in human history. When American soldiers set out beneath the dark skies over the English Channel in the early hours of D-Day, 1944, they were just young men of 18 and 19 hurtling on fragile landing craft toward the most momentous battle in the history of war. They did not know if they would survive the hour. They did not know if they would grow old. But they knew that America had to prevail. Their cause was this nation and generations yet unborn. I was uh, assigned to the 1st Infantry Division. Our squad leader was Sergeant Stamborski. He was an old man. 36. We were 18, 19 years of age. He was a father to us. And in Normandy, a German 88 split his back open and he nearly died. And he went to England to recuperate. The Americans who fought here that morning knew word of the invasion was spreading through the darkness back home. They felt in their hearts, though they couldn't know in fact, that in Georgia they were filling the churches at 4 a.m. In Kansas, they were kneeling on their porches and praying. And in Philadelphia, they were ringing the Liberty Bell. Why did they do it? They did it for America. They did it for us. You were young the day you took these cliffs. Some of you were hardly more than boys with the deepest joys of life before you. Yet you risked everything here. Why? Why did you do it? What impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives to take these cliffs? What inspired all the men of the armies that met here? We look at you and somehow we know the answer. It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love. The men of Normandy had faith that what they were doing was right, faith that they fought for all humanity, faith that a just God would grant them mercy on this beachhead or on the next. Our squad leader, Sergeant Stamborski, went to England to recuperate. And after there, I think he was there about two months. At the end of that recuperation period, the surgeon said to him, Sarge, you can go home now. You've seen enough war. He'd been through Africa and Sicily. And you know what he said? He said, no, uh-uh. I want to go back to my outfit. And we were in the first rest period that we'd had since D-Day. And we were in this little farmhouse. And the guy comes running up the road and said, Stamborski. And we, we couldn't believe it, that he'd come back. And he, we said, you're crazy. What, what did you come back for? And he said, because I knew you guys couldn't win the war without me. Something else helped the men of D-Day. The rock-hard belief that Providence would have a great hand in the events that would unfold here. That God was an ally in this great cause. And so the night before the invasion, when Colonel Wolverton asked his parachute troops to kneel with him in prayer, he told them, do not bow your heads, but look up so you can see God and ask his blessing in what we are about to do. Also that night, General Matthew Ridgway on his cot 
listening in the darkness for the promise God made to Joshua. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. These are the things that impelled them. These are the things that shaped the unity of the Allies. We must choose whether we squander our great inheritance or whether we proudly declare that we are Americans. We do the incredible. We defy the impossible. We conquer the unknown. This is the time to reignite the American imagination. This is the time to search for the tallest summit and set our sights on the brightest star. This is the time to rekindle the bonds of love and loyalty and memory that link us together as citizens, as neighbors, as patriots. We all went back into combat and Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Sergeant Stamborski stepped on a mine and was killed. What he meant to us, what he contributed. On Christmas Eve, we were in this old barn. We went into this barn to get away from the artillery and everything else. It was, it was pretty tough. It is hard to describe the character of our American soldiers. We came from nothing, had nothing, but we had, if we wanted something, we had to get it. And it was, a, it was a wonderful, wonderful army. And I think every young person today should know. But it bothers me that in the history books, you see these half pages talking about the Second World War. It should be pages and pages and chapters about what this country did, what our people did, what our soldiers did in the Pacific, in Africa, in Sicily. They saved the world. No question about it. And yet, you don't hear a thing about it. Schools eliminate it. I think the world should continue to know what man is capable of. The hatred, evil, is what it is. And we should be up ready to stand up against it. Here in this place, where the West held together, let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Let our actions say to them the words for which Matthew Ridgway listened. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. This is our future, our fate, and our choice to make. I am asking you to choose greatness. No matter the trials we face, no matter the challenges to come, we must go forward together. We must keep America first in our hearts. We must keep freedom alive in our souls. And we must always keep faith in America's destiny. That one nation under God must be the hope and the promise and the light and the glory among all the nations of the world. We are in the Pentagon of Medjugorje, the place of instructions, the leadership, the whole battle plan, all about the messages, giving it to people across the world. 
and today is the 75th anniversary of D-Day. It was stated the momentous battle in the history of war. And now in our time we have it of all the wars since the beginning of time, from the little villages fighting each other all the way to the Great World War II, that we have something taking place that is bigger than all those put together. We are in battle. Our lady just gave a message June 2nd saying, Only love will make you comprehend that it is stronger than death because true love conquered death and made it so that death not exist. Death is associated with war. Death is associated with battles. We are in a moment that nothing parallels this in history except one war that took place. And that battle was in heaven. And those who were fighting against each other was Satan and all his angels. I'm saying angels. These were angels who were glorifying God. Those who were with God. They betrayed him and they went to Satan. And a great battle broke out with those who stayed with God versus those who went with Satan. It was stated on this clip, they didn't know if they would grow old. We're in the midst of these same thoughts. Trump said America had to prevail. But what about all the other hundred countries in World War II? Why was it America that had to prevail? Because America was that important. And don't think D-Day and what this brings back and how the Americans with English and other nations, but primarily America, had to be the leaders to this. Just like the Roman Empire, while we infiltrated as Christians into it and changed it to the Christian Roman Empire. And you have the parallels. Mariana starts the second of the month messages. I wrote the book, Mariana, The Mystery Revealed. She spoke about a wave coming across the world. A massive conversion in this epic battle that we're in. That I said August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. This parallels the original battle in heaven. We've entered in something that you have to be on your knees. Just like Reagan said. That in Georgia at 4 a.m. They were filling the churches. When I released that book about Mariana and what she told me. People around the whole world was in the middle of the night going into the churches. This lasted for a whole year. We literally had a 10-inch stack of paper of faxes from people all over the world meeting the second of the month apparition time in the churches. Priests open up. We heard from many nations. Puerto Rico had almost all their churches open in the middle of the night to pray matching the second of the month. These prayers impel what we see now in the second of the month, that this continued. And Reagan says in Philadelphia, the ringing of the Liberty Bell. How do we parallel things in history with spiritual life? So look at the momentum from the beginning of history of the world. Our lady said, I'm going to give a message unlike anything in the history of the world. So we have to go back and see the momentum of those first scrimmages between tribes who fought each other all the way to World War II. They all added up to this point. But we also have all our ladies' apparitions, all married apparitions, adding up to this point for the beginning of the ultimate battle for Christ coming back. That's not going to be a five-year war. We have entered into Armageddon. It hasn't started. 
This is a prototype. We're in the throes of what's going to happen when Christ comes back. And we are the witnesses of how they're going to continue the battle to defeat Satan. Because the lady is here to crush the serpent's head. You heard in a clip about loyalty and love. Our lady tells us this. Only love will make you comprehend. That's the key to our battle. And love covers all things. And if we don't have that in our heart, we cannot defeat death. Just like Stan Borsky. When he came back, he says, I knew you guys couldn't win this war without me. We cannot win this war without Our Lady. She's bringing us to this point to do battle. Reagan said on a clip, unfold. Our Lady said a great battle is about to unfold. We have everything that we can look upon history to understand now what's unfolded in our midst. You have to rise to the occasion. You're asked to be apostle. How are we going to be protected? Just like the officer who was laying and he heard it being read about Joshua, the promise God had made to him, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's why God has sent our lady here. He will not forsake us. But we cannot forsake him and expect to win. There's a requirement from us of how this clipped in, that the American soldier was so extraordinary, so many things that took place, the character of them, it was that kind of character that was required to save the world. This verbiage is out of the messages. Our Lady is here to save the world. Our Lady is here with us in battle array. She said on the second of the month, fresh from heaven for you, Follow me, who? My children, follow me. My way is the way of peace and love. The way of my son, it is the way that leads to the triumph. What is triumph? That's what happened in World War II. We triumphed over evil. And who's going to do it? Our Lady. Leads to the triumph of my heart. Do you understand the gravity of these things? Or is it because you have to go shopping at the grocery store, this minimizes the sensitivity of the situation we're in. Or you got to go to work, or a soccer game, or football, or watch a movie. All these things we do that really is not really contributing to the battle that we're in. You have to have a certain character realized for you to be clothed in battle array, clothed with the ornaments of love, that Our Lady can triumph. She is here for this. And our lady said in the second of the month, you must pray that you be strong in spirit, that you could comprehend and forgive. That's the first thing in winning a battle. If you don't forgive all the people that you have to in your life, you can't be the character necessary to draw down the graces of heaven to fight equally with the power of St. Michael. Oh, you might say, well, I don't have his power. You have Mary. She's dispensing that. And the more you love, the more you conquer Love gives you the ability, she says, to comprehend that it is stronger than death because true love conquered death. We are in this battle, and it is big, way bigger than I can understand, the visionaries can understand, the priests, all of Medjugorje, all the people who's coming to Medjugorje. We do not and cannot see all the consequences. I already said that January 25th, 1987. You cannot comprehend how great your role is. You said, I've heard a friend of Medjugorje say these things before. True. But how much did a teacher teach you 
division, multiplication, geography, religion. It's something that has to be part of you. You have to be able to speak and talk about these things or get on a broadcast like this and say it from the heart. If you know the messages, there's nothing more, whether you're in college, get a master's degree, whatever, going through training work, there's nothing should be above what you know in regards to the messages. You have to dive into them because that's the instructions. That's the battle plan. And I'm telling you, this place is the Armageddon of the war, of the first crushing of Satan and killing him. He will die. She will crush him under his feet. But somehow he will come back to life. Electronics is not going to leave us. It's going to die and it's going to come back. And all the modernism, consumerism, all the glitter. One of the first things we have in this battle, you have to recognize your enemy. When you have an opposing enemy, what do they do to each other? They try to infiltrate. They're like spies. They're there amongst you. How does it work? Our lady said August 2nd, 2005, how we begin to boot camp, how we enter into fight this. She says she wants to take you into her embrace under her mantle. And then she says, I cannot do this while your heart is filled with false glitters and false gods. And what does she add to that? Cleanse your heart. What are those things? What lies to you all day long? What are you hearing all day long? What are you dealing with? You can't be a soldier of her. You can't be an apostle of hers. February 2nd, 2018, I've already spoken about this, but here's the whole message. My children, do not believe lying voices which speak to you about false things and false glitter. You won't be able to get the instructions. You won't understand them. You won't be able to go into the messages. We had a few people on our group while we were here that said, it's the same old same when they heard the second of the month. It's a long message, another one said. Another one said, there's nothing new. That's because they haven't entered into the message. They do not understand it because they have too many lying voices, too much glitter in their life, too many false idols, and it stops you from the realization of how big this moment is. Nothing and all the wars since the beginning equals what we're in the midst. Well, nobody's shooting bullets at me. Well, they can shoot you with a bullet. You can die. You can still have eternal life in heaven. But we have eternal death in hell and perdition. This is a big battle. Way bigger than anybody can understand. And that's why I said that Medjugorje is the prefigurement of Armageddon. Bishop Tobin, ask him. He just came down on a bottom of sin. He's being attacked. From the front, from the back, from the right, from the left, up, above, and below. He's getting hit so hard that he's even made a statement. He's regretting what he said, which is condemning this sin. See, you can't speak out without getting attacked by these people who swarm. Exaggerate the numbers. Some of them are paid to do these things. Do your research. Antifa, this is a fight. You can't even speak out against sin today without being called down. Pray for him that he won't back down. And that's one just little aspect of what we're in the middle of. If you stand up and you speak for truth, you're in trouble. And we have only one place in Medjugorje that is focused 100% just purely on the message. 
and we need protection. What do you want to do when you kill your enemy? Destroy it. Crush it. Pray for protection for our mission house. We have things that we give out showing people and inducting them into the battle to make them understand who they are. And there's no other place in Medjugorje like this. So it's a target. It always will be. And as Our Lady makes our voice stronger, we will have more against us. Why? Because Satan hates the messages. And this is the one place not only to receive it, but to learn about it. We take now a very short pause to remind you about your important role in this great battle with evil. In just one moment, a friend of Medjugorje will conclude. But first, the work of the Caritas mission is to help support those who fight the battles of everyday life. Our materials have helped thousands find their voice in a world that often marginalizes morality and the way of truth. Our outreaches in the United States, in our mission house in Medjugorje, and our many other mission outreaches help to keep the spirit alive in those who often feel alone or abandoned in this important time we live. Thank you to all who pray daily and financially support this mission. We cannot do this without your help. We need your continued help in this daily war against evil and sin so that we can continue to assist those of Our Lady's soldiers who fight every day. Many of you are among those. Thank you for your commitment. Please contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000 to make a tax-deductible donation. Outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. You can also visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Donate. For all who give, a friend of Medjugorje will gladly share with you one free copy of today's broadcast as a way of saying thank you. When making your generous gift, please mention today's broadcast and the CD number CD2452MJ. Thank you for your help. Now, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude today's broadcast. The Mission House needs your prayers and your support because we feed people from all over the world that come to us and say, we never knew this about the messages. We never understood Medjugorje. We were going home. This is our last day and we have experienced conversion. They spend one hour here and they convert. It is an important place. It's a strategic place for this battle. And its importance is growing. So here at the 75th anniversary of D-Day, broadcasting from the Mission House, the most important thing that you hear today, no matter what the news is, no matter what event happens, nothing surpasses these words that you're hearing because of the messages and where I fill in the blanks with my words is based and grounded in her words. Nothing else. No college degree, no first grade, nothing at work surpasses this. Commit to this, recommit to this, give Our Lady your soul. 
as she asked August 2nd, 2005, I have come to you with open arms to take you all into my embrace under my mantle. I cannot do this while your heart is filled with false glitters and false gods. Cleanse your heart and allow my angels to begin to sing in it. What's in your thoughts, what's singing in your heart is from false glitter, not from her. Don't say to yourself, I've heard all this before from Fanny Medjugorje. No, today you have another perspective. It's not just repeating certain messages. It's growing, having another perspective to get another perspective of this. Just like the same Bible verse you've heard 10 years ago speaks to you differently now. Contemplate this. Reflect on this. New thoughts, new directions, new understanding will come to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. My fellow Americans, last night when I spoke with you about the fall of Rome, I knew at that moment troops of the United States and our allies were crossing the channel in another and greater operation. It has come to pass with success thus far. We are gathered here on Freedom's altar, on these shores, on these bluffs, on this day 75 years ago. 10,000 men shed their blood and thousands sacrificed their lives for their brothers, for their countries, and for the survival of liberty. Today we remember those who fell and we honor all who fought right here in Normandy. Yeah. 
these things on this great day, this anniversary of all those people whose character saved the world from being destroyed, and we are in a position now for the same, except much, much greater. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.